Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour Podcast. Yes, hello everybody, welcome to episode 239, thank you for joining us tonight. Brian, I got us a little role reversal this week. This week I'm the sicky poo. This week I'm the <laughs> one who's not drinking. I got my water. Nom 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 nom. Jim, the difference is you're just always a walking bag of germs. So you're like the one that spews the sickness. You're the yeah. boomer. You're you're the boomer from Left for Dead. We know this. <laughs> I'm just I'm just out there being Bill trying to save people, and you're just throwing your shit onto me. So yeah, I got a little cough here and there. <laughs> look, right, look, don't be mad at me because my superior lifestyle of you know excessive <laughs> booze and Taco Bell has led to me having an immaculate immune system, except for this week. <laughs> I mean, technically, isn't it a weaker immune system? Because what actually makes you sick is your immune system attacking your own body. So no. yours doesn't work that well. No. <laughs> uh, well, it is about time the roles get reversed. Uh, last time I, we talked, Chambers, I did say, um, you know, I was on all types of crazy-ass meds. Um, still have my torn scapula and all that funness. But, you know, it's just daily pain now. So I don't have to take steroids and other shit. Funness. With it. So, so I've replaced my muscle relaxers with beer because that's the responsible thing to do, Jim. Well, Brian, now you're talking like me and I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, Chambers, I actually, I guess I have to thank you. Uh, you uh, chatted with my wife and an early Christmas present for me was a beer advent calendar. Ah, Yes. So we are recording this on the 12th. I got the package on the 10th. Um, and fellas, you know you got yourself a winner for a wife when she says, well, I guess you're just going to have to drink a whole bunch of catch up to the days you're supposed to. Um, now, granted, I wasn't willing to drink 10 beers in one day. Do it, I bitch. Wanted to, <laughs> I wanted Don't to spread it out. <laughs> but it's from the advent calendar is from the brew dog. I guess it's Brewdog Brewery. Um, I've never heard of them. They are based out of Ohio. So was this one of the breweries that you got a bunch of shit from when you went out there? Uh, well, I've actually never been to Ohio. Um, maybe when I went uh, to St. Uh, Louis some, and there was a yeah, tap for room. Some reason, yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought you went to Ohio. Or maybe when I got through all those like uh, Beer of the Month club boxes and stuff like that. Could have been that too. So what I'll, what I'll say so far that's been nice about the Advent Calendar is it has been, for the most part, pretty different styles. And the one I'm on today is actually day number four, and it is the Imperial Hazy Jane. It's their double New England style IPA. I don't like the way they write that. Um, so if it's a New England style IPA, that's just another word for hazy IPA. This one is 9%. Um, I have two others that I plan on trying to get through by the end of this episode so we'll see how that goes um what i'll say is i love hazy ipas but this one like it claims it has a very tropical fruit flavor it just tastes really hoppy to me which is disappointing because hazies usually are a little more citrusy or flavorful so yeah i'm not i don't know if it's just the booziness it's just of the ones i've had so far this is probably my least favorite what's the abv uh, nine percent. Oh, mama. Yeah, it's it's a hefty boy. So, no, do, figure, I, do, I do some work. You know what better way to uh, 
to get back into the beer drinking gym than hitting up an advent calendar. Yeah, you got catching up to do, bitch. Get to it. <laughs> Jim, I don't want to hear. You should be drinking, too. I get canceled by the end of the episode. Drink, you fuck. <laughs> Stop trying to get me canceled and get me drunk to say Say all the slurs. <laughs> Damn Act it. Act like yourself in real life. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Chambers, um, and speaking of role reversals, uh, I, I know me personally, this week, I've barely played anything i know it's been a reoccurring thing but um you know between traveling for work doing christmas activities all weekend it's just been like no time however my son um has like a friend from school and now they want to play Fortnite. and i have had Fortnite like years ago i think i played a total of three games so he's asking me all these questions i'm like i don't know now i just have to pick it up and learn it for his sake and i'm trying to teach him and there's all these modes what i will say is nice is they have a prop hunt just like call of duty except it's home alone so i give them i give them props for that see what i did there don't and they also have a tie-in jim you'll get a boner for right us. right did you play as buff pita did you download the buff pita skin <sighs> no i did not and i did not see any yet but uh your 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 your, your little boner will come from the uh the cross with what's that uh, stupid racing game you like with the ball and and the driving and it's like soccer but with ball with oh cars. rocket league yeah so they have like a fortnite x rocket league thing going on i don't know i didn't test the mode out but looks like something you'd enjoy right was those three games you played from like five years ago when we did that segment comparing it to like PUBG? and we're like eh, this fortnite's okay but i think PUBG's the one that's here to stay you know, yeah. that video yeah. we're really right about? Oh, no, no, no. I still completely maintain the fact that I like PUBG better. Fortnite, though, when we made that video, they had, didn't start in the crazy collabs that they had. Now they have every license under the sun somehow. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that thing is a joke. There's, it's undoubtedly, like, just like I mentioned about Dead by Daylight. That thing will never die. Uh, it'll just continue to collab with all i think their next one is like eminem and there's like like it's just so crazy the amount of shit they can license in that game so i i don't get it but whatever i can't deny that there is uh there is appeal with all the lots of little things to do but i uh, mention that because i haven't played shit otherwise and it looks like you are right on the precipice of hitting your 23 Look at you, Mr. Th- uh, I can't even say thesaurus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because it wasn't your word of the day today. Yeah, it was not my word of the day. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm there, Brian. I'm edging. I'm edging my 23rd game. Got done games 21 and 22. First up was Musha. Uh, by far the most expensive game in my collection. It's one that I've dicked around with a lot over the years, but never just like sat down and was like, all right, fuck this. I'm sitting down and I'm beating it. And yeah. I was able to. So luckily, the earlier levels, I basically knew for the most part. So I just had to understand the patterns for the later levels. But got through that and then did another shooter uh, that I've been doing the same thing with. Much cheaper game, though. Thunder Force 3. And uh, part of the venerable Thunder Force series. It's been around for, well, it hasn't had a new game since 2006, unfortunately. But it was like the premier sh- sh- shmup series on the second Genesis. Uh, hit the PS2 by Technosoft. Uh, music's great. Everything about it is great. Graphics are great for their being an early game. Uh, 
Both games may be a little on the easy side for the hardcore shooter fans, but you know what? That's fucking perfect for me because I'm terrible at the genre. But yeah, both were a lot of fun. And I also dabbled in uh, an indie game that was sent to the page. So, <coughs> right, part of the deal when you do these things is scratch my back, I scratch yours. So here's a quick little review for it. So, the game is called Tevi. It's developed by Cree Spirit and published by Neverland Entertainment. So if anyone out there has ever played Rabby Ribby, uh, it's the same people behind that. And basically, what is this? It is a Metroidvania that is a cross with bullet hell and a lot of RPG elements. So the pictures and the press release when they sent it out, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Metroidvania and the boss patterns are like, you know, all bullet hell, where it's a lot of projectiles or a lot of lasers phone the thing. You're basically threading the needle to avoid all this bullcrap and do your attacks. I was not expecting the sheer amount of RPG element that they threw in there because there is so much text. I am shocked by how much text and story they throw into this game. And it's almost fully voiced except for just like random NPCs in town. So a lot of effort went into it. Uh, it's all in Japanese, so the text is in English, so you can read it. But all the voice acting's in Japanese. But yeah, shitload of story they threw in here. And I was also shocked by all the towns and hubs and like, you know, teleportation spots that they threw in here. So they really do kind of mesh all these different genres together. Uh, the combat's really fluid. Uh, the music is solid. Uh, as far as I can tell, the voice acting's fine. The dialogue's very, like, the style of the jokes and, the, you know, how they're talking to each other is very Japanese, as you would kind of expect. So if you don't really like Japanese humor, you're going to be like, eh, to it. Like, I've played ones that were worse, like Code of Princess was way worse with, like, the, uh, the cheesy Japanese kind of things were like for example like tevi's dad you meet him early on in the game and she keeps calling him a pervert because he keeps trying to like he made like weird cat ears for his daughter and shit like that and like he keeps ogling one of your helper friends it's a cultural thing brian it's culture it's your bit so yeah it's got that kind of weird crap in there so depending <clears> on your <throat> tolerance for that your mileage may vary but you know that's what you can kind of expect uh, the models in-game are, like, you know, chibi-style retro graphics, but more like something you would see on a PS1. So not like Octopath Traveler, but something with that level of detail, just, you know, brighter. And not that faux, you know, cardboard cutout diorama kind of look. But the, the graphics are really good. There's a lot going on in the background and everything like that. Um, and it seems like it's a long game, because I'm only a couple hours in, and it said I'm, like, 3% done. So, me doing some quick Jimmy math, you're going to be playing this for, like, at least 30 hours. And if you want to complete the game, you're probably going to be putting even more into that. Like, 100%ing all the items and everything like that. Uh, you have two helpers that you can combine powers and, you know, switch them up. You have crafting. A lot of shit in this game. So, if you like all three genres, from what I can tell so far, it seems to do it pretty well. Uh, if there's one catch, it's going to come down to the price. So, if this isn't really a genre for you, uh, it's 35 bucks on Switch and 30 on Steam. So, obviously, not the worst in the world, and you do get a metric ton of content out of the game. So, I'm not going to say you're not going to get your money's worth. But, yeah, just be prepared. It's not one of these, like, cheap little indie games. Like, it had a, it probably had a budget behind it, so, you know, it has a real price behind it, too. But, there's a lot of games I've played that I've really enjoyed that cost the same amount that were way less content. So... In that kind of realm, it is a bit of a deal. Uh, it's on Switch and Steam right now, and it'll eventually have releases on the PS4, the PS5, and 
the Xbox series of consoles. So, in essence, almost everything once it finally fully comes out. So, yeah, I say it's one to look out for. Uh, but the Metroidvania and, like, the parts I like, the Bullet Hell and the Metroidvania, it's done really well. So, once I'm done by 23 and once I'm done by Bionic Commando for the review, it's one I actually do want to go back to, even with, like, I don't like text. I don't like too much text. It's why I kind of nope out of the Shantae games. Like, it gave me those vibes with how much dialogue was going on, but it still had enough there that I want to go back to it. How long did you say you think it is? Probably around 30-ish hours. So I just looked off. Good. I, I love the site, How Long to Beat. And it's saying for the main story, it's 21 and a half. Okay. For, for main and side missions, it's about 28. Oh, okay. So if you're not far off. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the cover. <laughs> Stupid Jimmy gets lost. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the cover. <sighs> Why does the main chick have bunny ears? Uh, so she's at the beginning. This isn't a spoiler because, like, they tell you, like, within an hour. Like, there's a race of people in the game called Beastkins, which are, like, humid-beast hybrids, basically. So they think she's that, but it turns out, like, her dad's a beastkin, but she's actually a human. So whatever. But yeah, there's so also her like, dad fucked a rabbit is what you're trying to say. Yeah, probably. So uh, and then there's also like demons in the game and angels who are like your helpers. And, you know, there's all these gears you have to collect, which could power some ancient mystical kind of bullcrap, all that good stuff. And one of your helpers has gigantic hooters. So and they make lots of jiggly jokes about her. So that's where the Japanese humor comes in handy. That's why it's going to take. Get that the is why down. it's taking you 30 hours, Jim. Look, Brian, I gotta gotta check the nooks and crannies. I'm a man of detail, Brian. <laughs> you didn't read one ounce of dialogue. You skipped everything you could. You damn well know you did. Look, I I I paid attention. I the beastkins and all. I did things. <laughs> you just wikied the plot, and you're like, yeah, that's generally. God damn it, no. <laughs> so, Jim, since you are one game away, I still. I'm still saying it's not gonna be Tetris. It's not gonna be Tetris. Hey, I can't take the all risk. you have to I do. I cannot is, take the risk. Listen, listen. I spent months, months, Brian, months. I wasted it months. Is, it is the 12th of December. How about this? Just for the rest of this week, you just focus on Tetris. You give yourself this week. You don't do it. You do some some of the, some other bullshit game like you've been doing for the last 10 of your list. Come on. That's Actually, fair. I actually have my final game planned. I was actually hoping to play it before tonight, but I'm also balls dick busy, so I haven't had a shitload as much time as I wanted. So I didn't get to it, but I'll explain that a little later. Boy, shit. Okay. God damn it, Jim. <sighs> All right. Well, I am. You know what? It is nice to see you back on the game tip for a minute. And you did mention Bionic Commando, so that will be our first review of January for sure. Um, I can't if, wait. If to I dive get it done by January. I can't First wait. First review of the year. First review of the year, Brian. <laughs> you know, it's tit for tat, Jim. You'll get it done, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Chambers, uh, first of all, before we get into our questions, we want to do a huge thank you to John Flickinger. Uh, he's coming at our $2 tier. I hope he submitted a question. But if you didn't, John, thank you. And make sure you get questions in each and every week. Yeah, so what questions I actually think did we he's get? returning. He, he's back, Brian. The boy is back. Mm. But yes, uh, first up from good old TJ, our buddy Kite Man. Brian, <laughs> ask Jim about the donkey video I sent him. It was a dude funking a donkey. Yes, it was. 
TJ, I feel like you gave a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> I feel like... Jim, tell me about the donkey video. <laughs> it was a guy fucking a donkey. Was it... Was it worse to watch than Mr. Hands? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because, like, the guys he's doing, he's, like, holding on to, like, a bar in this, like... Sh like, it was obviously filled in, like, India or something like that. Like, it was, like, some third world country and, like, you know, somewhere in Asia. And he's holding up... He's holding on to a bar in the top of his little shit shack. And he's... Yeah, he's fucking a donkey. I think I mean Mr. Hands is worse because like it's Mr. Hands. It's knowing a guy died at the end of it. It's knowing the horse came inside him. So it's not that. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't pleasant. Thank you, TJ. Thank you so much. But Jim, that that's like that's low key for the shit you've seen. It is. That's it's still not pleasant. <laughs> but I mean I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's a dude fucking a donkey. But This is why I'm not the internet guy, Jim. This is this the Heavy lies to crown, Brian. <laughs> uh, Jim, so what are you rating at? One out of five stars. <laughs> eh, probably like a two and a half. Could have been longer. Could have had more romance thrown in there. Wasn't as quotable. God damn it, Jim. Next up, Thank Todd. Howard. <laughs> what? Thank you, TJ. Keep sending Jim those videos. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank you for your glorious or TJ for your glorious return to these questions. I thank you so much. <laughs> Next up from Todd Howard Sucks. I've got a birthday coming up. Do you have any birthday traditions you do? Mine's normally a nice steak dinner with my significant other. Yeah, I mean, if you're a guy, like, isn't that your kind of, like, go-to? Like, if you're going to want dinner on your birthday, like, kind of steak is the thing, right? Like, like I, I feel like if that that's, like, such a natural whatever like uh, there's been a few times maybe i went to that uh that bar i love near us where i i get the wings that i love yeah and, and like maybe even then i'll get like the steak uh the fuck are they called the uh steak sliders um i can't remember but yeah prime rib sliders whatever they are but like yeah like that's honestly that's a solid night depending on your age if you're younger you go out with your friends they get you piss shit drunk and you just don't pay for your booze that night. And you do too, way too many shots. And you just feel awful the next day. But you're in your 20s and you can enjoy it. But if you're, you know, if you're married. Us. If you're us, you know, you just get yourself a nice dinner. You find somebody to, uh, if you have kids, to be like, hey, can you watch the kids so I can just go have a dinner, drink a little too much. And you just, you just want to chill. Like, that is... That is kind of my go-to. I think on my birthdays, it's usually a dinner like that. And it's kind of known, like, okay, I'll actually get to sleep in on my birthday. Assuming, you know, we're talking if it's a weekend. In a week, it doesn't make any difference. Right. But sleep in, uh, I'm definitely going to be like, hey, I just want time to actually play games and chill out. And that's it. Like, you don't really... You don't need much else. It's also like when you get to a certain age as a guy, when people say, what can I buy you? It's like, I can just Nothing. buy whatever Nothing. I want. Like, what do you want for Christmas? You Nothing. What do I want for yeah. my birthday? Nothing. <laughs> now, granted, there, see, you and me, I think the only thing we're different in is I will add on things that's like, 
okay, well, like, I don't want to go out of my way to go get this game, so I'll leave games that I could get, but I'll be like, okay, I know someone's going to want to get games for me, so I'll, like, put that, maybe some Blu-rays, things like that. Like, those are kind of my go-tos, like, just as easy gifts for people to give me, just so they have something. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a steak dinner for me, too. Um, I don't care about my birthday at this point. I'd rather not make any kind of big deal about it. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> but, yes, my wife will make me a very nice steak dinner, and, yeah, it's kind of about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I think I think you're on the right track, man. Like, good old steak dinner. Good old steak dinner and a touch of the pecker. It's all, it's all I really need at this point. And you know what? I think the go-to... What I've I've leaned into, especially on my birthdays, if I'm going out to a steak dinner at a restaurant, I do martinis with the thing. I do I'll do a bourbon or something as my like afterwards, but during the dinner, martinis. Interesting. Dirty dirty martinis. I love you know I'm, I I love dirty martinis. So what's like is so that's like one of your booze things. Got any other of them uh, booze traditions? Like if I'm at a wedding, I always do old fashions because it's basically just like straight liquor and a little bit of vermouth or whatever it is so not really anything you can water down weddings I, i'm now or manhattans the point. manhattans are what i do at weddings That's no see weddings um and if if we're going out to like <laughs> the random times we do go to a club i i honestly will do uh gin and tonic or gin and something because i found that i can drink gin all night long and i do not get a hangover like for whatever reason um I kind of reserve the old fashions for when I do happy hours now with my work crew. Like when, when I go out around my work time, cause like I find if I do too many beers, like I feel like shit. Like, so I just, I just pound old fashions or, or, or just bourbon. But uh, yeah, going to weddings or parties or whatever, it's definitely like a gin type thing. I, I really only do beer if I'm going to house parties. Like, you know, that that's really it. But yeah, no, martinis, man. Woo wee. They they fill you up good and there's something classy. You got your little martini, got your steak, maybe you get a cigar, and you just enjoy yourself. There you go. And last up from Burn Retinas. Would you rather try to land a skateboard half pipe trick five times or take three punches in the face or stomach from an MMA fighter? I'll do the skateboard. Having trained with MMA fighters, that shit ain't fun. Um, and if you're just there defenseless, even if you tense up, um, <laughs> if he knocks you out in the first shot, do you do, do you have to still take the other two? Like, um, Wake I don't up, bitch. To, you know, yeah, I, 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 my the extent of my skateboarding ended in like the Tony Hawk phase, whatever eighth grade I was in. Like, I, I did it for a little bit. So I to say I'm an amateur would be giving myself too much credit. Um, so I would bust my ass, but I at least have a little more control over how bad I bust my ass versus just letting some dude unload punches into my stomach or face. I don't need that. Yeah. Jim, you've never been punched, have you? Like real punched. By like a like, professional? Like obviously not. No, no, no. Like in a fight fight. Not, not like just by your friends. No, I'm like in a fight fight, not since I was like, what, 13 or something like that. So <laughs> I'm too lovable, Brian. No one wants to fight Jimmy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd also go with the uh, the half pipe too. Just because 
Motherfucker, I'm, I'm probably not even going to get up the half pipe, much less, you know, try to land anything or fall off it. Brian, this may come as a shock, but I was never much of a skater. Really? Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I mean, I can't even rollerblade. Like, I can't even fucking, I couldn't do any kind of skating. So, you know, I would try and go up the thing. I'd probably fall off on the way up there, fall like the sack of shit that I am. Go, ah! and then get back up and try it again a few more times. You know, I'm a, I'm a little squishier, Brian. I'd have some softer landings. I think, uh, you know me, Jim, I think I would get so competitive that I would keep doing it until I landed it. Yeah, you would. And, and, and I, or, or what would happen is I'd land it on my first go. Would be some fucking bullshit. <laughs> would be some goddamn bullshit like that. It'd catch us all over again. <laughs> Gee. Maybe that's a new challenge. No. <laughs> I like that question though. That's uh, I, I love the thinking outside the box of, of would you rather's. The oh, hypotheticals yeah. are always my favorite. Yep, and that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone out there for all the support. Thank you to John once again for signing up. And if you are new to the page and want to check us out, ask a question on every episode of the podcast, have a game review request or a movie review request, or even check out our bonus episodes that we do with our good buddy Nerdy Nick. Congrats to him and the N Squared Podcast for raising over 300 bucks to donate toys to kids. Um, yeah, head on over to Patreon, check out the tiers, or even the crusty corner that we do most episodes for as little as a dollar. So, yeah, lots of content out there. And if you're new to the page on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, leave some subscribes, leave some reviews, anything helps out. And if you want to help yourself out, check the link below to our affiliate link for Skillshare. Get, use the code DBPG30 to get 30% off one year of one of your classes of choice. So you can learn a skill, learn some history, learn some fucking ever. So hit on all that stuff down there. Now, thank you guys once again, and cheers to all the support you give us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Chambers. What are So we, <laughs> we have a lot, a, a lot of big topics. And since last week, uh, I can't even say which one is the biggest, but let's start with one of the most topical because it's something we we gave our best guesses to, and it's the Game Awards. And they've come and gone. Uh, unfortunately, because I was coming back from Harrisburg, I was not able to hop on and do my stream. But um, I, you know, I I don't think. I don't think it's controversial. I think there's been a lot of backlash, and you could argue that with the game of the year and a lot of the picks, um, there was a bit of gamers mad. But uh, for anyone who did not know from the Game Awards, game of the year did in fact go to Baldur's Gate 3. I know that was my pick, Jim. Was that your pick, or did you go with Legend of Zelda? I can't remember. I don't remember. I'll just say I went with Zelda. Yeah, I can't remember what we did, but yeah, I, I figured Baldur's Gate would win. Um, I went through all the other categories. The only other one, I know you called out uh, the Sea of Stars won Best Indie Game. Yep, that was a big deal. Um, th I, I really, there's a part of me that hates this. If you win Game of the Year, I know you can win multiple categories, but Best I, RPG. I, I heard, or I, I heard uh, Baldur's Gate kind of swept like a shitload of categories. Oh, which, I mean... I didn't that, watch a second of the award show, by the way. So. Yeah, that thing cleaned up. The only, uh, you know, the only notable award, I'll say, that Zelda won was Best Action Adventure Game. So, Spider-Man 2 is the big one that people are like... There, There's um, 
a few different people who put it out there, so I, I don't even know which one to give them credit to, but people are like, how is this going to lose to this? And I will say, Wait, where they did the cutscene, the fucking idiot. Well, not only the cutscene, because people called him out on that, but then he would show like actual combat. And yeah, obviously, Spider-Man 2 is meant to be a combat-based game. And I am sorry, I don't care. I'm sh Baldur's Gate is about narrative, it's about story, lore, all that. Turn-based games, you and I love XCOM, but I'm sorry, like, as a selling point to people, you can't ever appreciate watching a turn-based game. Oh, at yeah. At least in, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's like yeah. watching Paint Dry. It's amazing to play, but it's terrible to watch. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, having not played either of those games, I, I can't weigh in which one would have been better. Um, Alan Wake 2 did win Best Game Direction, and it did win a few other categories. But the one that I didn't, I and I could be wrong, so don't crucify me, but I didn't see any category that Super Mario uh, Bros. Wonder won. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah, because even like best multiplayer game went to Baldur's Gate. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. So it, okay. it's. I uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I guess. I ask you this every year, and I feel like I know the answer, and I know you. Is there any part of you that gets FOMO when you see these Game of the Years that make you go, oh, maybe now I, I do want to check out Baldur's Gate 3? I, You know what? I want to check out Baldur's Gate now because now I know it's turn-based tactical. I didn't know what the actual gameplay of it was. Mm, because, okay. like, I'm, like, I mean, after XCOM, like, I mean, last year I played XCOM and, uh, what do you call it? Mario and Rabbids, and they're both turn-based, you know, fighting games like that. And I still want to play Midnight Suns. I have Triangle Strategy. I want to play that, even though I hear that's extremely text-heavy. So now I'm like, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I like the genre. So now that's the one I kind of do want to play. Like, hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, oh, I fell off Breath of the Wild. So it probably happened with this, too. Um, Spider-Man, I mean, I like Spider-Man on the PS4. I don't think I'm ready to jump into another one yet that's going to be mostly the same, from what I hear. Um... But that game was fun as shit. No, it was extremely fun. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, I know I'd enjoy my time with Spider-Man. I just like, I know I'd have fun with it. Uh, Alan Wake, I don't really care. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. So, yeah, like all these games, I'm like, yeah, that would be fun to play. But man, uh, at this point, I don't play anything unless I'm just like, yeah, I feel like playing this. And, and Jim, I have um, so much shit. I have so much shit that I have to play. And I still buy games more than I should. I just have shit. So much shit. Jim, I I have ideas for next year <coughs> to to cure that for us. Oh my god, good. More more numbers and deadlines. Great. Three years <laughs> no in a row. No 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 deadlines. It just rules. I'll just say that. Just rules. That maybe help contain your collection. I'll just say that. But um yeah, I mean, I, I did watch some of the game awards. Uh, the Senua, I, I know you, you've, you still, you've never played the. Um, no, I didn't play the first Hellblade yet. So you know, there was the whole like, oh, got a war actor throwing shade at games. Fine, and yeah. there, there was and the, the, the Call of Duty thing. Whatever, I don't care. There was a crazy, and I forget the name of the person or band 
Uh, you know me, I love my Viking music, but having that at a game award show, I felt was a little odd. Um, and there's some crazy flute action going on. Well, right, Timothy Chalamet was there. All right. Yeah, exactly. All I heard, you know what? You know what's weird? The, the most standout thing about the game awards this year is how much no one kind of talked about it the next day. There or was like no after. moment of There like, was no yeah. talk of it at all. Like the year before, we had the weird Bill Clinton kid and the Halsey performance. This year, we didn't have dick. So, Nothing. I mean, the biggest news was basically like Sega. That's all anyone talked about was Sega announcing that they're bringing back all their old IPs. So yeah, we're going to we'll talk, talk about, more about that. But yeah. Just do it now, Brian, with the goddamn transition I just did. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, damn it, Jim. <laughs> just skip ahead. It's five games to talk about. It was a minute and a half trailer. Just do it now. So, okay, we've talked about what the hell is Sega going to do. They're bringing back five very popular IPs with Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi. All right, Chambers, but before you get to your point, one of the things I want to mention is seeing this, I like that Sega's bringing back some of its most popular IPs, but I think Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, and Crazy Taxi, I really like they're bringing them back the way they are. I gotta be honest, the Golden Axe Streets of Rage, the 3D plane, the chunky clunkiness of it, I, I, I'm not convinced Sega does 3D beat-em-ups that well, and I'm sorry, Streets of Rage, please don't do 3D. I mean, I know it's obviously too late for that. It's a 2D game, and looking at the way that little bit of combat worked, that I'm not excited for. But I'm excited for getting new life into these other IPs. So that's kind of my piece on this. What was your takeaway from this? Um, You know what? The one I was most excited for from seeing him was Shinobi. Shinobi looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Shinobi kind of took the Streets of Rage 4 kind of art style and threw it into there. And, like, Shinobi's a series I never really got into. I think the, like, I obviously I think 3 is the best one of the ones I've played. But they're all just, like, kind of too chunky for their own good. Like, I never really loved the games that much. So, like, if you put, like, modern mechanics and, and that art style with the Shinobi franchise, I think it could be really cool. Um, Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi is always fun. Fun pick up and play a game. Perfect arcade style. I'm sure that'll be fun. Uh, Jet Set, I've never played that much of it. I've only spent maybe like 15 minutes total in my life playing Jet Set, so that would be cool to dabble in. Um, and I'm kind of with you on the other two, the beat-em-ups. Uh, Golden Axe, I think, at least graphically, looks like shit. I'm not impressed by it at all. And you know what? Golden Axe, you never played that demo they brought back. That canceled game, did you? No, we watched it, and I know we talked about it. And I, I remember played thinking, it, yeah. it, "Oh, it just looked like ass." Yeah, like I mean, I know this is more fleshed out than that was, but I still kind of got vibes of that from it. So maybe they went back to the drawing board almost from what they had then. I don't know. And you know what Streets of Rage reminded me of, and I guess it's maybe on purpose. Fighting Force, because Fighting Force was originally pitched as Streets of Rage Four. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's, you know, these kind of openish areas, 3D and, you know, 3D beat them up. So that would be a weird full circle kind of moment if it was more in that vein. Um, my only hope, like, again, I'm not in love with how it looks right now, but most people weren't in love with how Streets of Rage 4 looked when they revealed that. So maybe lightning can strike twice as far as that goes. So I won't say never with that series until they give me a reason to, but... 
yeah, right now I saw them and I was kind of like, eh, you didn't really have to go this route. But, I don't know, maybe it's like, you know, maybe try something new, I guess. I don't know, where don't fix what isn't broken. I, that's kind of my thing is... Um, but then again, if you went the same route with 4, then it'll be like, well, just why didn't you make another expansion like you did with like the Mr. X Nightmare thing? Well, well that's the thing is like... I think for regardless of what I, I, you know, I bust your balls about it, but at the same time, it is a great game without a doubt. Four is really fun. Um, but like Streets of Rage, part of its charm is its simplicity, right? Like even the combos, I don't care who the fuck you are. They're not complicated. I looked at like how some of the combat's happening in there and there's going to be undoubtedly dead spaces. And I'm sorry, the characters look like what I feel like the shitty street fighter five and six characters look like they're too like they're just too chunky like everyone looks so caricaturized and i don't like that art style especially in beat-em-ups it's very rare i've ever played one that played really well and streets of rage part of the fun is like that uber simplicity and now they're they're like they're fucking with that winning formula so to your point like all of these games, I'll I'll definitely try. Yeah. But, like, yeah, man. When I saw... It's funny. I saw Streets of Rage. I got excited. And then I didn't even recognize I was looking at Streets of Rage. I was like, when are they showing Streets of Rage? It just looks like a shitty Street Fighter knockoff. Then you saw the Grand Upper and went, oh, no. Yeah. So, cool for Sega. Just be bought by Xbox already. Thank God. Thank God they're doing something with their IPs. That it's isn't Sonic time. and something that isn't owned by Atlas. Thank fucking Christ that they're doing something. So let me ask you. I mean, all... And they I'm, said and more, so there's other stuff planned. Remains to be seen there. Yeah, true. I mean, do you think... Um, I look at games like Golden Axe Streets of Rage. They're easy enough where you know how multiplayer is going to work with those with crazy taxi do you imagine because i saw like the one where it's like you're a cop car so it looks like they almost have like a hot pursuit angle going in crazy taxi i could see how that is like you're a cop maybe it would be cool if it's like a full city and you're one cop versus kind of like almost asymmetrical versus all the other taxis or something oh yeah that'd be cool um so that's where i feel like if you just give us another single player game It'll be fine, but if you if Sega wants to be smart, take it to the next level, you better have good multiplayer integration in some degree. So it, it's cool. Like you said, it, w- it was a highlight of the Game Awards, so I'll give you that credit. Hooray! But yeah, I mean, that's really about it, besides it being like, oh, Baldur's Gate won. Cool. Exactly. All right, Chambers. So I definitely need an beer as we get into this. Uh, I'll call it the new Bud Light, the drama that is the completionist, Mudahar and uh, Carl Jopes. Jopes. I I, I don't know at this point. I don't (laughs) fucking know. Um, What I will say before we talk about that, the Brewdog Imperial Hazy Jane, strong as shit. I can feel the warmness. Uh, But I moved on to the Brewdog North Pole Pale Ale. This one's 5.2%. So let's let's give her a little taste. It's a... Ooh, it's oddly, it's that oddly clear, but also cloudy. So it looks like it's very thin. Much lighter beer, much more sippable. 
it'll be interesting after having such a strong double ipa but chambers let's talk about this bullshit so um let's <laughs> fuck it. go almost we've established i'm the notre damas of the podcasting world and one of the things i said is watch by the time our video releases gerard will have a response and sure as shit he had a response and even more surprisingly uh his response garnered a muda response um well it kind of had well here's the deal i'm really curious what your take is because i know you're a big fan of mudahar um I mean, and, what? I mean, I you're, like you're, you're, but I'm not like. You're a fan. I'm not, I'm no, I'm no, not no. even subbed. <laughs> that that's not that is not a that is not. A tra I'm saying like you. I'm more the fan than the two than you are the two of us. You would say yes, yes, okay, yes. And, and you probably liked him in general better than the completionist. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So he's more your ilk with the way he operates and acts on Twitter and everything and his taste. I'll just say that. Yeah. And that's so when when all this shit started, the thing I said that really drove me crazy was like, why did these guys like dive this deep into it? They're not accountants, they're not investigators. Actually, it turns out Muda in real life, he's like an auditor. So he kind of knows what he's talking about. Maybe that's but, why Carl reached out to him. To but like, isn't but isn't this like isn't his full time thing YouTube? No, apparently not. I think he does auditing as his real job, but he like he sure does stream a lot and do all this crap. So, if that's true, that's very. Or maybe that was his old job. I forget what it is, but at one point he was like an actual auditor. Okay, I think in one so, of his videos he mentions he still does it. So, but that that's what always was kind of weird to me because I looked at this as like they're. I know it's oversimplification to call them drama channels, but I'm like, okay, like these guys do deep dives, like. I, I only learned Amuda with the whole boogie situation, his deep dives into that shit. So that was my introduction to him. Um, and then this shit happens. I already mentioned before, I thought Completionist was fucking insane once he did the Wii U purchases. But, um, you know, there's been multiple videos developed about the Completionist we've been covering. And he finally decided to respond. And it was, uh, what was that, 40 minute video? Or, no, his response video 20. was 20. Yeah, so, he, and basically, he tried to go step by step. He he threw in the uh, apologizing, but also here's receipts, and then ended it with a big, like, he plans on doing litigation against Muda and Carl because it, people are going after him and his family, and there's defamation. So, it, it's a very odd, like... He takes an approach of like, I'm very sorry. I should have done better. We actually didn't do anything wrong. Now I'm on the attack. Like he, his video goes in waves. It's very odd. Um, which you can tell the, by the way he, he worded it. Like he, he must have wordsmithed a lot of it with a lawyer or somebody. Um, at least a PR person. So that video goes out. And right away, I actually saw a tweet from Carl that said, like, hey, I'm willing to defend anything I've stated in a courtroom if it needs to come to that. Um, but Muda, like, released a 50-some-minute video 
And it's funny because it's very haphazardly thrown together because there's like cuts to like he's just in his bedroom to he's actually in front of his computer. Like it's all over the place. You can tell it was a very stream of conscious. But like, oh, yeah, like as he was like, uh, what do you call it? Like editing it together. He was like, oh, fuck, I got to address this. And he just hit record and started going. Exactly. So much, much longer video um, where he still goes further down the rabbit hole of saying, well, actually, still some of the shit Gerard saying here's my counterpoint and what i keep coming back to is gerard mentioned in his video he had an audit done and i know mudahar covers it like an audit is is fine but you know there's on both sides i feel like you almost have like i do, everyone i think recognizes gerard fucked up and the open what is it called open hand open hand that, that that whole situation was handled piss poorly, that he stated some things. And I think everyone has said, or there's a lot of people are like, at the end of the day, it's someone who probably just mishandled how it was done, clerical orders, whatever. Doesn't make it right, but there was a malicious intent. And the response between this thing, it's hilarious. I didn't realize how crazy of a, like, there's, there's very, there's no one in the middle of the going Split, like divide the seas have parted, Brian, dude. And, and there's folks we know who have gone hard into pain on their opinions on this. And I, it's funny because I look at this, I'm that outsider. That's I'm very in the middle. I think both parties are, I think if Muda and Carl want to act on a high horse about this, then they're highly viewed and monetized videos. They should also now send that whatever money they made to the same foundation to, to if they want to play the moral high horse, like, cause that's what Muda ended his video. He's like, well, if at the end of the day, me doing this video drove him to do something good and it helps people with this disease, that's the good part. But then people calling out like, yeah, but you are just, you're, you're monetizing uh, basically a dramatic situation so you could also step up too like 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 i i'm what? i'm in, in a weird he, why does he have to though he don't, no, no, he's no, not the one who said he was going to help a charity not a matter of have to you can't claim a moral like uh superiority but then not back it up like that that's my problem is if you want to throw stones in a glass house now people are calling out his shit and it's kind of like Okay, like if you want to claim this moral situation, that this is just me, the complete outsider, saying I I didn't think the video should have been made in the first place. If Muda really wanted to do this, then just go to the IR. If the whole point was to call correction, he should have reached out to IRS himself. Said you guys really need to audit. There's some free. You didn't need to make the video. You you know, they knew why they made the videos was for the the stunt of it to make money on the videos. We know that's what content creation is. So claiming the videos were only made to for like trying to do the right thing. Come on. Come on, buddy. We all know what you were doing. Go the whole go the whole mile if you're going to claim that. That's my point. All right, I mean, yes, that's fair. At what point though do either like Muda or Carl, not the dick riding because I do think they've made mistakes and I'll get to that. But at what point do they say that they were taking the moral high ground on this? I mean, what they're doing, I mean, yeah, it is just content. And they were just calling out someone for faking taking the high ground, basically. 
I mean, Muda in his one video, I I think he said something to the effect of like, what really pisses him off is someone misleading people, and uh, something to the effect like liars or like misleading something to that effect. Like, and I needed to do something about it. Like when you take that approach. All right, fair, fair enough. I kind of go, did you? Like, I'm all for get him audited. If you felt like some fuckery was happening, but it's kind of like the same people who go, I'm going to donate to this homeless person, but I'm going to video it for everyone to see. Like you're calling out the action of like your good morality for publicity and Muda, I know he's got a shit ton of subscribers. I'm sure he's made a, a dime on this. Oh, yeah. No, he's got, you know, some over a million. I mean, even Carl's first video, he didn't monetize the first one, but he did a second because he's like, look, this is my job. So I, you know, gave up a ton of money to bring to light the first video. So yeah. uh, it, it, it's I guess where I get lost in lost in it all is like if these two guys are that good and I don't know if they're that good because I don't know, like. At the end of the day, what do, what's actually going to happen with this? Is he actually going to be whatever level of audited that they feel satisfied with? And at the end of the day, if Gerard ends up being right, and we know how this shit works, being in the real world, he's prop if he has CPAs and shit on it, he's probably fine with his filings, and nothing's going to come from it. So, and even Muda said that in his follow-up, <coughs> he was like, "Yeah, he probably will pass an audit at this point." So then it's like, if that is the case, then it was just to, like you and I said, it's the, uh, what is it? The court of public, uh, opinion, right? Like you, you did it. It's the thing where it's like, what he did wasn't legally wrong, but it was morally wrong. Cause he basically was misleading people for years saying we're working with these charities when he wasn't, he was saying that all the, every single penny, not a dime's being spent on us or our fees, which it was, it's shit like that. So, I mean, you can say, you know, maybe he got a little too excited and crap like that about it. But then it comes back to the argument if you knew for over a year at the very least that none of the money had ever been spent or that you weren't working with anyone. Like two weeks before the first video came out, he was on another stream saying everything, you know, we're working with all these specific charities and shit. So, like, it, it's weird. Like, I can see getting a little lost in the sauce and shit like that and being too excited about your charity and trying to really hype it up while at the same time you're, like, still maybe trying to decide where you want to put it. Like, it's a fuck up, and but it still seems weird because you're still sitting there going, yeah, but why did you say it all this way, though? Like, you could have easily said, you know, we're building towards a goal of donating once we can. Like, if he just came out and said... Hey, we're building towards a goal. It might not be this year, but we want to do it a specific way. This is the way. Then water under the bridge kind of deal. Or you just donate every fucking year and don't give a shit about it. And just like, you like yeah, in the United States, you only have, I think charities only have to actually put 5% of what they bring in towards whatever research they're doing or whatever cause it is. So yeah, like a lot of charities just are not worth the time and the effort. And I can understand doing your due diligence, but it's also been 10 years. Like, yeah. uh, well, first to get, to, so video by video, Gerard's video, I thought it was very well done. I thought he did a good job addressing a lot of crap. If it was a lot of stuff that he brought up beforehand, I thought he would, you know, he probably could have nipped this all in the butt a lot quicker, but you know, it was obviously filtered through a lawyer and he was coached by a lawyer and a PI staff. 
And that's where I'm so kind of confused about the immediate outpouring of Gerard did nothing wrong. He's vindicated. Look at this great video. It's vindicated. It's like, you guys know you're just watching like an essay by a lawyer, right? Like, it, it, that's why I was like, so it's like people who just wanted to latch on to like their buddy from conventions and be like, you know, it, 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 like we know that the YouTube sphere is a very clicky thing. So a lot of people out there aren't going to fuck with their click no matter what. So the second they have something to glom onto, they're going to glom onto it. And then when something else comes out, they're going to go radio silent again. And we're kind of seeing it. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I I kind of get him wanting to go after. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, you know, this is a bad look that he's saying he's going to go after him. You know what? If he has a fucking case and you're dragging my name through the mud, I'd be pissed off, too. And I would probably want to go for blood. Like, I don't blame Gerard for wanting to go after Muda and Carl at this point. Like, I think with their early, their first videos, they were very straightforward and just kind of presenting the facts. And I think, especially Carl's second video, as they were going more into it, I think it got more into the thing of, like, being a little more accusatory with stuff. And they might have, oh, yeah. they they've, you know, thrown definitely closer to the sun and shit like that. And at the end of both of their videos, they're like, hey, we're not going to report them, but if you want to report them, here's how you can do it. And when I was watching those videos, I was like, mm. it's like, all right, you're sending a mob after him, which, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, that's, you know, if that's the move you want to make, you got to expect some blowback from it. So I don't think like anyone here is, you know, directly in like, I think both sides have obviously fucked up in one way or another. I, I think Muda's like response video was pretty good. Maybe a tiniest bit backtracky where he's going, oh, no, this whole time I just wanted to, you know, show that, you know, he was saying he was doing this and he wasn't. It's like, all right, that's the way you want to go about it. But, I mean, I'm interested to see what Carl has to say about this. But for the most part, I think it's there's not going to be too much more to be said until, like, Carl's going to have his video. I doubt Completionist will ever put out another video on it. And anything that will be done will just be behind the scenes with lawyers. Like, the next interesting thing to come from this will be a lawsuit if it actually happens. If they're, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing is, to your point, um, well, that I think that's part of what turned me off on, on all sides of this is I'm not supporting either. Like, I, I, I would love to talk to Muda and be like, <coughs> I, I want to get behind. Like, the dude looks exhausted as shit every video. And I'm like, you put all your energy into this negative shit. Like, I would look exhausted too. Like, why are you choosing you you're looking up tax records of this like he's he's going deep versus just like if he were like yeah man i think the shit with like if he just he has a big enough following that all he needed to do is make a video but like yeah this shit seems pretty shady about this guy gerard and and, and like he didn't make it such a case like he's presenting a case in front of a judge which is probably where a lot of the legal shit like if he just threw it out like I, I don't know. Like, that's where I'm like, if he just wanted to point out to people, maybe Gerard's not such a good guy if that was the intent. But it sounds like his videos, his whole intent at the end of the day was he wanted to call out that, you know, this guy could be kind of frauding people of adding to a charity, which is fucked up. Like, it, there is no doubt that is fucked up. And if it wasn't for these videos, we would probably would have never known. And the video, the money would still be sitting there. Losing, that, more, that, losing more value over time because of inflation, like, and that's where I, that's why I said like, I actually I agree with Muda. Like a, po if, a net positive did come from it. Like the money there was a net donated. positive, but then it's like, 
I, you know, I, I feel like if you want to be like, everyone's on the up and up about why they were doing this so that the right charity could get the right money for a bad thing. I think a good move by Muda, I'm not saying all of it, like split whatever revenue you made on that video and say, yeah, I donated that to that same foundation just to show like, that's what I wanted to see happen. He yeah, doesn't have to. Good, he doesn't have to. That would be a good showing though. I agree. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That, that'll that'll it, take the sting out of you're just doing this for money. So at the end of the day, um, what I'm really curious is like, yeah, like you said, there, there was definitely the tribalism was heavy with this one. Oh, uh, was, and you know what? You know what? This is such, I think this is like the coming to the head moment because retro, like here's a weird thing about retro gaming Twitter. Retro game Twitter always feels like, like the, or not Twitter, duh. Um, retro YouTube always feels like it should still be like top dog on YouTube because it was top dog back in like 2010 when a lot of these bigger channels got into it because of the AVGN. And they've always looked at drama channels and commentary channels as like lazy content and stealing their thunder and, you know, like TMZ bullshit, almost like a why not me kind of scenario. So it's yeah. very weird. There, there's always been a grudge. Like you, like you can always see like little subtweeting about that thing from a ton, from just people all over the thing over the years. So I think this is their thing where they're like, like this is the line of sand. You're all scumbags. We're standing behind our guy, kind of deal. Yeah, I and and to your point, I think there was already defenders of Gerard like blasting up Muda. I think they were waiting for the smoking gun. Here's the deal. Jim, we got our asses fucking whooped by the Cowboys, and it breaks my heart. But not, you know what pissed me off the yep. most about it was the Eagles defenders that wanted to be like, oh, but this moment where this ref could have called it, I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, because right there, I'm like, don't make excuse. We got our asses whooped. Don't turn it into this one play ref that, like, come on. Right. Even like, worse, it's like the Super Bowl all over again, where it's like, Oh, well, they call this one bullshit offsides or, you know, they miss this one penalty. It's like, stop. They had a no, thousand chances to not blow it. They still fucking blow it. Here's the deal. The Super Bowl, I would give more credence to that argument because they were just sucking off goddamn. Uh, they, they, they had to protect their golden boy in the Super Bowl for sure. And it was much more egregious. We got blown the fuck out. And there's no, we didn't get blown the fuck out in the Super Bowl. We just lost and fucked up. We fumbled a lot of things, but at the end of the day, there was some really shitty ref calls that really did help um, protect their golden boy. But but what I'm saying is the same way. Like I feel like you had these fans of Gerard that really waited for his video, be like, oh see, see, and it's. Just, but, <laughs> there's but so many people who are like, I knew the whole time Gerard is innocent, and I'm seeing these tweets like, where the fuck have you been? Uh, I I don't know, I, I I can't um like there's so many like th things I want like even for his like Twitter addicted design there's so many like threads I want to jump to and be like what the and I was like wait no Twitter fights your game pointless like no there's no point in doing it just gonna get myself mad but it's just like yeah it's like man instant instant like just like side picking Brian you know what it's like watching politics. Yeah, and that's where like all of it, it, it uh, I don't know. Like you got the the dick riders on both sides for Muda and for Gerard. Before anyone says we need more in line with politics, shut up. I know you know what I mean. But go on, Brian. Uh, uh, I, I I just 
it sounded now mudahar ended it with like this will be my last video on this subject gerard like you said his the end of it was we may pursue litigation if he does pursue litigation and guess what they'll all actually be required to not say anything otherwise oh, yeah. they'll get in more shit so it will be interesting if i i imagine there will be kind of a moment of silence from all of them and i don't know if carl's gonna decide to do a response it, it seems video. like carl's planning a video <clears throat> i would imagine so carl it's actually funny because carl was on other podcasts that i listened to like he was on biggest problem as a guest and he was like yeah i mean like if and this was before gerard made his response and even back then he was like yeah, I mean, I have a lot of shit on Gerard, even outside of just his charity thing and, like, how weird his family is and crap like that. I'm like, ooh, this is going to get real spicy. Yeah. It's going to get I'm... real fucking personal and spicy <clears throat> if Gerard really goes this route. So this could get worse before it gets better. I don't know. I think the only responsible thing to do is a boxing match between Muda and Gerard. I agree. That would be hilarious. I mean, that's... Do it like gentlemen. That's all I'm going to say. Like gentlemen. <laughs> but Jim, let, let's let's stay on uh, on this thought of litigation. Because good old GTA 6. We talked about the trailer last week. And it sparked um, <clears throat> a few interesting topics. But one of the first ones that made me laugh out my ass is... The Florida Joker, and I'll have the video up so you can see this this guy talk. Um, he's basically saying, hey, Rockstar, you took my likeness for the one clip in there. Um, I want a million or two for using my appearance, or you need to talk to me about this, da 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 Okay, so when GTA Five came out, Lindsay Lohan tried suing them about her likeness in it. And it was pretty apparent they were basically doing it. But here's the deal. And there was a, a guy in the in um, the tweet responses who actually covered it pretty well. Uh, I, he's labeled as a lawyer. But he basically is like, this guy will have no room to stand on. Because at the end of the day, they did change all the tattoos enough. Even if the intention was that they were making it like him. There's no direct like, this tattoo matches that tattoo. The closest thing is the eyes. And then the tattoos all over the face. He's like, this guy's not going to see a cent. And really, if you go against Rockstar, you're going to need a team of lawyers, which um, I'm not passing judgment, but I guess this guy can't afford against what Rockstar could afford as lawyers. So, Brian, what gives you that idea? I'm just guessing, Jim. I'm it. Right, right. He looks like a doctor lawyer to me, so I think he can swing it. So I, I do laugh because you know what? I do probably think <gasps> that's where they pulled. Oh, it's a hundred percent where they pulled it from. People made videos uh, where, like, they basically like pulled off of different news clip, like actual news clips and actual viral videos and all this other kind of shit. Like, we mentioned it when we looked at the trailer. Like, oh, it's Florida guy. Oh, you know, that's just generic party time. So, yeah, the, like, the inspirations were definitely all pulled from real life. Like, they definitely pulled it from this guy. But this guy's gonna walk into a courtroom and the judge is gonna look at him and go. Rockstar, not guilty. Like, he's yeah, not going to win a court case. But here's the deal. I Look guess, at him. <laughs> well, no. He, here's my question, Jim. If we want to play devil's advocate, can you agree they probably did, like, this was for sure the inspiration when they made that character in there? Yes, 100%. So I guess, like, 
I, I, I don't know. Like, but he doesn't have an intellectual property though that he can well, fall back. Well, that's on. my question. Like, it's funny because um, there was uh, there, uh, you probably wouldn't know it, but there was a either a music video or someone in a movie that had a very distinct tattoo that they actually like use the tattoo from these like Russian uh, model chick who's like all tatted up and they weren't even subtle with it. They basically took the same tattoos and she was like, what the fuck? Like you took my look and just made it in there. It, it's interesting. Cause as much as I hate litigation and all this stuff, I mean, if you're so like tattoos are the only spot where you could argue you are taking my look when it is like to a level like this guy. Do you think there should be any rights that if, like, you're going to basically steal, like, a look you've developed, whether you agree with how someone comes that look or not? Like, this guy, obviously, he has a very distinct look, right? Like, it's not someone who, were, if he had no tattoos on his face and was a short-haired guy, they'd be like, it looks like me. That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, when you get tattoos, could you almost argue they're pieces of art? And you're almost like a walking canvas that you are like a walking trademark. Like, this is your look. Kind of. Well, well, I mean, look, to answer your first point, like, if I saw something that looked like me, like, directly, that was thrown into a video game, and, like, a guy's friend called him, like, Club Club or something, I'd go, motherfucker, <laughs> where's my payment? So, I get where he's coming from. But... Again, it's going to get into the legality of it, and I don't just... I don't know what he can sue for, besides they took my look. Well, where'd you sell your look? Nowhere. Okay. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's no, I'm not, there's no damages. You can't prove any damages. Jim, that's that's why I said it's a perfect transition from the Gerard. It might not be legally wrong, but morally, do you think there should be... I don't even... like. I can't say compensate. Like, Should they at least acknowledge, like, yeah, it's based on this guy. Like, maybe all the guy wanted was a call-out. Be like, yeah, it's based... Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Ah. Uh, oh, fuck. What is the... Re oh, you know... Yes. Okay. You know what, Brian? Here's here's how they can get out of this real easy. Besides ignoring it. Because this guy's <laughs> never going to have enough money to come after him. They're, they're going to ignore it without it. They're going yeah. to ignore it, obviously. But I would love... Love, 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 love. To see Brian, did you ever see that Seinfeld episode where Kramer tried to sue Marlboro for like ruining his face and all that? No. Okay, so there is an episode of Seinfeld. It, it's great. Where like Kramer was a big smoker, so he tried to sue the tobacco company for like ruining his face and all that crap. And then behind his lawyer's back, he's like, "Oh, well, I made a deal. We we fit, uh, we made a deal for it." And he just became like the new Marlboro man. He just put his face on a poster, and he was so happy with just that. I could see Blackstar just, like, kind of doing that with this guy. Like, throw his, like, fucking stupid Twitter handle in the credits of the game and just directly copy his look to, for him to be put in the game. And I could if I could see him going for that. And I'd be like, yes. I, it, it, it just, like I said, it raises an interesting question because uh, what was her face? Um, oh, my God. Why am I drawing a fucking blank? Well, what's her face isn't helping me right now. I I know it's not, but but I'm saying like, I feel like to really claim likeness, when you have You're talking about Lindsay Lohan again, or no, like there there's been other ones where where the actresses have tried to sue for likenesses, but like this is a situation where it's like when you have that much tattoos and shit done, it's it's much more clear versus like 
oh, it's just another, it's a blonde chick who might kind of resemble, or a, or a brunette. Like, when you have that level, that's why I said that, that one Russian um, model who, like, it was her exact tattoos used in the movie, where I'm like, there's a case, like... There's definitely they they saw her inspired by her and said let's put that on this actress and make it look like her. So I don't know, but GTA 6 that's not where all the craziness start uh stops Chambers because uh a little song was used during that trailer which it was honestly when I was watching the trailer it was very forgettable for me in the moment. But um it was from Tom Petty and love is a long road that's his song kind of a deeper cut it uh it's definitely a deeper cut which is why it kind of went right over my head when i heard it but jim did it did it get a little bit more love since the gta 6 trailer a little bit of attention uh apparently spotify streams of it rose 37 thousand <laughs> percent so 11.3 million plays on spotify and yeah, it's undoubtedly like, so, so we, here's the deal. This is one of those interesting things where, um, I'm really curious what Tom Petty, uh, licensed that song out for. To well, it's for his this. estate. He's been dead for a couple of years. I did not know that. So, okay. Yeah. Well, even his estate, I'm saying like, you know, I think the average license fee like can start as low as two thousand, can go up to fifty or a hundred k, somewhere in that range, depending on length of song and all the the, the shit. Um, let's, for argument's sake, say they licensed it for ten k. <laughs> like, well, mama. But here's the deal: like, I I have no idea pay structures. Like on Spotify, do they get paid? for plays or is it uh, like they do and i'm sure being like you know from a big label they have a better deal because like i like i'm talking to people online they're like yeah i made like three cents off of like a million streams on spotify or something but i'm sure someone who was like you know a legacy artist on a major label has a way better deal on there for shit like that so yeah i'm sure they made some kind of payment and obviously this is a song tom petty's estate probably never made any money off of before so this is obviously a boom for this one. It's song just a here. nice boom. Yeah. And you know what? Like I, I actually love using song. Now, granted, um, it doesn't fit. Like if it had been once again in the eighties, like vice city, it would have been more appropriate, but now it's more contemporary. Like, but I am a, I, I am such a sucker. Like say what you will about stranger things, but like, what they did for Kate Bush and running up that hill. Like she's like, she was over the moon about how great that was. She's like, Holy shit. Like, no, I obviously love it. And everyone's discovering me again, like more than they did in the eighties. So I, I am a fan of that. Reusing deeper cuts, if you will, like you said, instead of just the same five generic, like reuse the same song over and over. Like, I, I, I really don't need to hear uh, Sympathy for a Devil again in a song, in a movie. Like, I, I don't need to see it. I don't. I'm sorry. Is that his time, Brian? Is that what you're trying to say? It's, it's been used enough. You can you can throw, you know, some uh, If You Steal My Sunshine once in a while. That's all I'm saying. What about Lynn, Brian? That's that's a real question that no one ever yeah. asks. What about Where Lynn? They, what would Lynn do in this situation? Exactly. <laughs> 
I mean, did you know that Tom Petty song before this? No, no. I mean, what do you call it? Tom Petty's Greatest Hits got a ton of play during, like, our weekends or our summers down to shore and, like, when me and my buddies would go in our late teens and early 20s. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, I wasn't familiar with that song. Yeah, I, I have very little... Like, like Tom Petty's one of those where it's like, I would, I could probably give you a minute amount of songs, but I know I've heard a lot of his shit, but I can't, I can't tell you the names off the top of my head. But like I said, I, I love that. And of course, yeah, from GTA six, I'm curious, like when, whenever you get to play the radio on there, how many of the other songs will have similar impacts when they're playing the games? Yeah, no, I mean, fucking the, I think the GTA is almost like becoming like a cultural event. Like even like, when, especially in the world of video games, but even outside of that, like, because how many artists and songs have been like boosted by being in the GTA game and on these radio stations over the years? Oh, for sure. Oh, like the Vice City percent. soundtracks, fucking time. Oh my god, incredible. Yes, for a million percent. But I, I that's why I, I can't appreciate when people shit on these larger games or something. The impact it can have on shit like that, I appreciate. Yeah, it's very cool. Now, Chambers, let's move away from big games making good decisions to mediocre games making terrible decisions. Mediocre and worse. So why don't you explain to the folks, what, what's going on with AEW Fight Forever, Chambers? Well, Brian, Gamers Mad is back. And it, ooh, we got some doozies this week. So first up, AEW Fight Forever came out earlier in the year after a couple year development cycle to the point where people were like, Hey, when the hell is this game finally coming out? Like, it was getting delayed. I was having all the problems. They took CM Punk off the cover because of all of his drama. And it finally came out, and most people went, eh. They kind of went, it's good in small doses, but there's, like, almost no content here. That's basically what the large gist of it was. So, as it, it came out as a full-price game with very minimal... Uh, modes and missing modes that they were promised and a very bare bones and crappy creator wrestler mode that everyone complained about. Uh, it had a season pass. It had DLC that was like 15 bucks for like a couple of characters you probably didn't care about all that much. And yes, they recently this past week announced a new edition in time for the holidays, Brian. The Bring the Boom Edition. And it is will be available digitally on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Includes the main game plus access to Matt Hardy, Broken Matt Hardy, and Seasons 1 and 2 DLC. Totaling 10 wrestlers, 4 minigames, a new arena, and an all-new tournament mode, and 10 new tracks. Brian. On, on its face, it sounds like, alright, this is kind of just like a Greatest Hits version of a game. That was never yeah. the greatest hit, but sure, cool, fine. But Brian, what what do greatest hits versions normally sell for, Brian? I mean, don't they normally sell for less than what the first game came out for? Kind of make it I would worth your best, time to go buy it. I would say at the worst, best maybe case, the price of the original title with all the extra content. That's what I was gonna say. I'm I I hearken back to every time I've bought my Fallout's. I get game of the year with, you know, their usual, I think, four DLCs. And, yeah, worst case, you'll pay the 50 or 60 bucks, whatever that current ongoing price of a game is. So that's exactly what this one costs, right, Jim? No, Brian. 
It costs more. Ninety <laughs> fucking dollars, Brian. Ninety dollars, like ninety, ninety for still a bare bones game of of an experience. For still, you know, goofy graphics. Still for a terrible creative wrestler mode. Sure, you get extra stuff. You, you know, boy, Matt Hardy. In 2023, Matt Hardy is your selling point, Brian. Oh, Saints be praised. The worst Hardy 15 years ago. Oh, la-di-da. So here's my question. All right, so the <coughs> game, you said it came out. It's it's a full-price game, right? So yeah. when, when we say full-price anymore, is that still 60 or is that 70 at this point? For the most part, it's 70. I think this came out at 60. I looked it up real quick. Yeah, so what I'm looking up right now, and even funnier, there was already there's already a season pass mode that they like bundle that they sold at launch that was also expensive for no content so, that they promised. And, and their season pass, I just looked up, is thirty dollars. So you're already getting thirty dollars because well, well, here's here's the real thing that that makes this whole fuckery crazier. Um. The season pass includes most of the new content except Matt Hardy. If you wanted him, you had to pay $5 alone. <laughs> $5 for Matt fuck the 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 fucking dud of the Hardy boys if there ever was one. Oh my god. And you're paying $30, now you got to put 5 on top of that. So, yeah, if this game was 60 bucks, then on top of it, I mean, I guess that's a season pass at thirty bucks. I, 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 that payment structure. Whoever would go out there. Here's the deal. What I imagine with this game, whoever was gonna buy it has already bought it. You're not gonna get like a new person that's like, oh, thank God, I, this is what I was. Oh, waiting I've for. been waiting. I've been waiting for Matt Hardy to finally get it for a deal. Like you're definitely just going to at this point now have to deal <sighs> with the, um. Yeah, if if I ever want to play that game, I'll wait till this whole package is twenty dollars or at five below. Like that, that's what's gonna happen. I, I don't know. And we talked to Nick about this. We know he loves the game. This game definitely has its defenders and lovers, but I think most people can agree this is fucking insane. Yeah, it's nice to see even a lot of AEW fans in the comments going, "Come on, man! I love your product, but what the fuck is this?" Like. I think, except for like the most hardcore of hardcore AEW sims, are basically just going. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And actually, Brian, to bring it back to the beginning of the episode, Fight Forever is going to be my last game, or at least my twenty-third, because I won a code off Twitter a couple months ago, and I was like, I was trying to play it so I could have like you know first-hand experience with the game to talk about it this week, but couldn't make it don't, happen. So don't do it, Jim. What's that? No, I'm gonna don't, do it. I'm gonna do it. I gotta see for it. myself, Brian. I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay a one red cent for it. So, is there a full story mode? Apparently, there's a championship mode that's short and it has branching paths. So, I'll go through it like two or three times. Uh, I think Nick told me before that like you can see everything in the championship mode going through it like three times. Ah, Jim. And it won't take long you... to do either. I don't even know what to say to that, Chambers. Look, I don't Brad, like it. Doing it for science. It's got to be done. Got to be done. Science. I don't well, like it'll be the follow-up, Brian. I can follow up and be like, oh, maybe with some extra content, you know, anime. Hey, who doesn't like Matt Hardy? Delete. I, delete. Here, here's the deal. Oh, What's God, I should not do that motion. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> New gif. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, well, here, here, here's the thing that I already know is going to piss me off. Now, granted, had you paid for it, I know you would dick ride it much harder. But you got it for free. So I know you'll be a little more honest now, especially because it was one. Um, but yeah, I'm still worried you'll you'll be a little too soft on it. You're you're Mr. Softy at the end of the day. I can be the soft little boy. I can appreciate someone trying, Brian. Somebody really <laughs> tries to deliver on their promises. Unlike other people out there. Unlike other developers. Unlike a little developer called Fanatic, we could say, Brian. Isn't it fantastic? Or fantastic. Well, fuck that up. <laughs> You're thinking of the Philly Fernetic. <laughs> Philly Fernetic. God damn it. But yes. You uh, know, you... <laughs> so, uh, fantastic. A developer I've never heard of before. Uh, with a big controversy about a game I've also never heard of before. But apparently was like the most like requested or wishlisted game on Steam for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And at launch had like 30,000 concurrent players. Like, crazy amount, and crazy amount of streams and all that shit. So, uh, fantastic. They made a game called The Day Before, which they've been hyping up as this crazy open-world zombie survival game. That was going to be like an MMO and an open world all wrapped into one. It's kind of like, it's supposed to be like the Division, I guess you could say, kind of meets... Um Fuck, what was that that game we you and I both really liked by that small developer on Xbox? That I showed you you go into the houses and you really explore Oh, State there, of Decay. State I feel like it was State of Decay and Division kind of meeting up with the MMO aspect and that. Um, but you mentioned I, I before sorry to cut you off, but that yeah. fantastic. It's funny because um I unknowingly was going to get, or I did buy, I can't remember, I think on one of the Steam things, they had a game called Prop Night, which was a asymmetrical kind of game like Dead by Daylight, except with props and 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 killers. And they've they've done a few other games, one called Dead Dozen, one called Radiant One, The Wild Eight. But yes, a very small publisher. But yeah, the day before, I'm the guy who likes horror. I like zombie shit. I didn't hear fucking a peep about this game. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing not only gamers, but like horror channels I follow on Twitter were like talking about this. I was like, oh, I guess this is a game. I I just saw the pictures and I went, I guess this is a game I should like look at. Then I started seeing the the fucking footage of it. And oh my God, they released the most unfinished like it makes friday the 13th look like gta 6 how unfinished this fucking game was like you had i don't know if it's definitely supposed to be new york but it's a big metropolitan city and like there'd be best case three zombies populated every 10 to 20 minutes like it was a joke of there were so many issues with it but as jim pointed out it was streamed to no end to a lot of people hating the shit out of it. And then, Chambers, what happened? Well, Bry, if I can quote them, shit happens. They've shut down. They've shut down their entire goddamn studio. So, it, like, just, it's bizarre. Because, like, even, like, so it came out, what, on December the 7th? 7th. Yeah, the 7th. Yep. 
And like, we're recording on the 12th, so it's only five days. But they released their message on yesterday. yesterday. On, yeah, the, yesterday. on the 11th. Yep. And like three days before they released their game, they released this like long thing saying like, don't call us an asset flip and don't call us a scam. And it's like, well, that's, that's weird. That's weird you're putting this out there before your game releases. I mean, the, like, so the reason they were getting these comments is because like, they're a very small developer, and the footage they showed from two years ago for their gameplay trailer looked insane. Like, it had really, really good graphics, uh, a lot of particle effects and crazy lighting effects. Uh, it was much more populated of a world. And when you look at the real footage, it's bare bones as it can be. Um, it looks like a game from like the 360 era or maybe early Xbox One. Uh, it's very sparse. Like, they're, it's, it's almost like Left 4 Dead if you had, like, two zombies chasing you at a time. If that. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's, like, nothing to it. And, um, yeah, it just looks absolutely nothing like what was promised. Uh, it turned into more of, like, a game like The Division than anything that was MMO and open world. Uh, basically, like, they turned it into an extraction shooter, which is, like, the big thing these days. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like completely did not deliver on anything, uh, and they said basically, yeah, we're shutting down the studio. We're return, we're refunding all the money uh, that we took, f- you know, from any sales. And uh, someone sent, you know, rep- replied saying, "Well, how can you do this? It's the biggest joke I've ever seen in gaming history." And they just wrote back, "Well, shit happens." Well, and, and to take it take it one step further, they're not even willing to fully issue refund. They they basically said. Fantastic has made zero dollars on this game, so every cent made just went to pay off their debt and investors. And the only thing, I guess, the conglomerate or whatever overhead company of it said, "Hey, if you've requested a refund, that's right. If you requested, that's it. Yeah, like we'll try to work with you, but if you read between the lines, they're like, we can't promise a refund. We're gonna try." But, like, this game, to your point, it had a lot of investors. It had, like, yeah, it's... um, And it cost, what, like, 30 bucks or something? So, like, I, I saw a graph on a different channel. I forget what it was called. Um, He basically was like, yeah, I think this game, like, sold, like, had, like, 12 million downloads in its first couple days. So, like, it probably made a fuck ton of money. Like, the long story short is they just cut and run. That's what happened. Yeah. They, I, I they, mean, they, they cut run, all they... their goddamn like all their videos for it. They shut down their Reddit. They shut down their website. The website just links to this tweet. Um, they cut and run. They deleted all their socials. Bye bye. I, I just, I I don't even know like how a game gets this fucked. If it if it was just purposeful, like I once again go back to the Gerard thing. This is worse because it's like, I don't know if they purposefully overpromised and knew they couldn't deliver or something did fall apart in a 10th. Like, I, I, I don't know the story behind it, but either way, it's a monumental failure. And it's another one where it's like, unfortunately, this hurt. This has a ripple effect of hurting future indie developers because now people, it's like proof of concept isn't enough. And if you really want to prove yourself and try and make it big it's gonna be that much tougher so 
While it is a funny meme to watch and it's the like, gameplay, you know, I'm not happy that it failed this bad. Because like I said, I feel like no. this has worse effects, especially if people were really excited for it. You know, you know what's giving me vibes of, and unfortunately we're not going to have the redemption that this has. It, it like I'm seeing the same level of disappointment almost that No Man's Sky had when that came out. Because like yeah, people yeah, gonna... but to your point, the redemption of No No Man's Sky turned around and oh no, they like they turned that into a completely different game that everyone loves now. They put so much effort into making it right into what they promised. So yeah. it sucks it took longer than anticipated, but you know what? They eventually wound up with the game they promised. And, like, you got to give credit to them for doing that. No, so, 100%. Like, you're not going to get that here. Like, they shut down. They went bye-bye. Yeah. So, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Let us know if you this was a game you were excited for, what you thought about it. Um, once again, Jim and I, we didn't hear shit about this game until it was at this stage. So, I don't think you're going to see anything more from it. I'm shocked you didn't hear anything about it. Because you're the well, hard that's guy. What, that's the one that it shocks the shit out of me. And for it's, how big apparently this it. was hyped, like I'm, I'm very shocked that this was not on yeah. the radar. Like I have a whole list of games I'm excited for because of like, even outside of video games, horror shit that I follow. And this one never made my radar, so I'm kind of like, I'm glad because honestly, the way it was hyped and now looking back, it's something I probably would have been like, oh, that seems pretty cool. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for anyone who was truly excited for it. Yeah. No, that, I mean, so. this is a... And to your point about hurting indie games, like, this is going to be one of those ones where a lot of people stay away from any kind of pre-ordering or supporting a small day. For sure. For a long yeah. time again. Yeah. Or not, because we keep having these stories every other fucking week. <laughs> and everyone's just going to get suckered in again. Yeah. Well, Jambers, I mean, this... Uh, I feel like this episode was truly a... It was almost a complete gamer's man. There wasn't much happy gamers, except for anyone who played Baldur's Gate. We're you Tom were happy Petty fans. As, yeah. We're deep cut Tom Petty fans. They were happy. But what I will say, Jambers, is uh, after drinking the North Pole Pale Ale, uh, this one is way more of a atypical beer. I did prefer it over the other one. The other one, it just, it was so hoppy. I can actually still taste that one, even after finishing this. Mm. So, um... You know, Brewdog so far, I, I really, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. I, I hope I see something move away from IPAs and Pale Ales. Like, I did get one other one. I, I think it was like an Amber or something. But, yeah, I hope I see a whole bunch of other different styles out of them. But, uh, I moved, I moved yeah. on to Sprite. I need to have that little burn in the back of my throat. That little All right. I respect it. But I hope you do get better by next week, Jambers. Um, no spoilers. We will have guests. Uh, coming up and we have some plan in the future so I can't wait to have them on but uh, really we want to say thank you everyone so much for watching and listening if you're watching on YouTube please hit the notification bell hit the subscribe button it would mean the world to us and if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify if you give us a 5 star rating and even if you want to bash us we will read each and every one of those comments on these Power Hour podcasts with that we want to say have a good night everyone and cheers. Cheers, everybody.